1107. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sakowitz and Mark Teresi on this beautiful, beautiful oh, yeah. Thursday morning, the first full, full day of summer because summer began yesterday around uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. So enjoy the gift of summer. Yeah. Now, but Mark, we could use some rain. April was dry. May was dry, and June so far has very little Maybe rain. Maybe at night when we're all yeah. sleeping. I, I mean, you hate to ruin a beautiful day mm-hmm. with rain, but the ground is so parched. I think the farmers are really struggling for their crops to take root and grow. So you enjoy beautiful weather, but we could use rain in this area. Great, great second half of the program lined up. Sports are filled with liturgical actions and rituals. Watch any sporting event from beginning to end in person or on screen, there's clearly liturgy or order structure to the event that is filled with rite and ceremony. It is part of what makes sporting events meaningful, memorable, and participatory. Join us today to talk about parallels between sports and religion is Todd Williamson, the Director of the Office of Divine Worship. Todd, good morning. Welcome to the program on sports and liturgy, sports and religion. How are you, Todd? I'm well. How are you, Mark? How good, are you, Father Greg? Good. Cub or Sox fan before we start? <laughs> what a great intro, Father Greg. That was just <laughs> a great... You know, um, they're in the studio, in the radio and TV studio. Uh, the guys there, Brian and Mike and Vince, and we, we talk baseball, we talk sports all the time when we're down there, and we've, we've laughed about, you know, there's great parallels between liturgy and between sports, and... and just as we start here, this this is no profound theological movement, and uh, we're, we're certainly not we're certainly we're certainly not denigrating the liturgy of the church by comparing no. it to sports. But no. when you live like I do, uh, as a liturgist, and you see life through the lens of liturgy, I can't help but make these connections mm-hmm. to some of the most important things uh, that at least I find in my life. And so I'm constantly making connections. And especially, Todd, I was born in Chicago, Mark born in Chicago. Are you Chicago-born? I am not. I am Michigan-born. And still in the the Midwest, but um, uh, no, I grew up a Tigers fan. Oh, wow. uh, I came to Chicago, and Wrigley Field looked so much like old Tiger Stadium that I got connected there. So good to hear. And I'll tell you something. Uh, <laughs> now you were born in what year, Todd? Nin- what? Nineteen sixty-four. So then you were four years old when the Tigers beat the Cardinals in seven in the yep. World Series. And uh, I and I remember watching TV in, in the in the in the Paris Grade School. They brought the TV in uh, to at the end of the day to play the games. Are you kidding me? And that was a big deal oh, to bring the TV. Yeah, that, in. It was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I see the Tigers in those days had some great team. No, it was take back nineteen. 
Yeah, was it 68 or 67 they won the World Series against the Cardinals? It was either 67 or 68, and the Tigers yeah. are on the rise this year mm. compared to past years. And I'll tell you that right now the Chicago Cubs are surprising a lot of people. Now, granted, they're two games below 500, but they've been on a roll. They're in a weaker division, but now Cincinnati has won 11 in a row. And see, I'm Chicago-born, and honest to God, sports is in my DNA. I love sports. I played sports. I can talk sports all day. It's part of the Chicago front. And, but I, I like the idea of connecting sports and liturgy. So maybe the first question is, for, it's a season of summer, so it's baseball in Chicago, which will give way to football, basketball, hockey, and the cycle happens year in and year out. So we talk summer and sports, especially baseball. But we talk about sports and liturgy rooted in faith and hope. Say more about that, Todd. All right. So I don't think this is I don't think this is any secret. Uh, but Cardinal George, um, God rest him, um, was uh, a Cubs fan. Oh, and side. Somebody somebody was asking him um, about the virtue of hope, and he said his answer was this is paraphrased, but his answer was uh, you can't live as a Cubs fan after um, what was going to be a 108-year drought without rooting yourself in the virtue of hope. (laughs) In fact, uh, a great, great joke that was very popular until the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, because it had been since 1908, that long, long drought. And the great joke pre-2016 was, what did Jesus tell his disciples after his ascension? And he said, he he told the Chicago Cubs, after his ascension, he said, don't do anything until I come back. (laughs) (laughs) And But in 2016, they won the World Series. And you remember in 2016, this city went crazy. Oh, yeah. And also in 2005, with the White Sox winning the World Series against Houston in four, the city went nuts. And and also it's interesting, you talk about uh, sports and hope. And we're always talking about next year, next year. And liturgy lives in that sense of hope. And sports does connect to life. And, but also one thing about sports is it's a great unifier. When you get 40,000 at a ball game, 65,000 for a football game. Now, granted, you have people that cheer for the other team, but for the home crowd, it kind of brings people together in unison, now, in uh, one voice. Oh my now, I have a, tr- oh. I have a, tr- a trivia question. It's related to sports. It may be related to us, to the church. When did Catholics fill Soldier Field? Oh, my gosh. The Eucharistic Congress, 1926. There it is. You win. You Uh, win Greg's joke book. And I think it was June 24th, 1926. It'll be uh, 97 years ago, two days from now. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good answer. How about now sports for 500? (laughs) But that whole idea of being at a communal event, um, and again, you know, I, I look at things like that through the lens of liturgy, but, you know, when you have, you know, 41,000 or 65,000 mm-hmm. stand and unite oh, their voices there into, a... yeah, there, there's the Congress. Great but going stand, there, Brian and Michael. Yes. Yeah. They stand and they unite their voices into one voice to sing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. That brings about 
that unifies those 41,000 just like music does in liturgy. Good we, point. we stand for the opening hymn, and it's the same thing. That opening hymn unites us all, individuals, into one body, and the one body sings the opening hymn. And, and then at the a, end of the national anthem, there's an explosion of cheers yeah. and clapping. Now, if you're in the United Center with the Chicago Blackhawks, yes. <laughs> it goes from beginning to end uh, for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a crescendo that is, is deafening. It's very unique to sports during at the well, the old Chicago Stadium and now the United Center when the Blackhawks hit the ice, the national anthem. With the first chord on the organ, the crowd is going ballistic throughout and the and the closing note is absolutely deafening. But you're right, there's a unifier. It brings us together and it uh and also you have sports and liturgy. Say more about it as a communal event. Like I said, you know, it 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 pulls. It, it you don't do it as an individual. Nobody goes to a sports arena to sit by themselves, right? The mm -hmm. the energy of the crowd. The uh, uh, I mean, my experience is going into do a baseball game, whether it's at uh, whatever they call it. They're on the south side now, and Wrigley Field. <laughs> Guaranteed you walk, rate. You walk out. You walk of that out of there at the end. Knowing, having made new friends, right. the people around you, you bond with the people around you, you talk to strangers. Um, it, th there's a sense that I'm not in this alone. And that's the exact same attitude we're called to have in liturgy. I don't go to liturgy for my own private prayer. I go to liturgy to be part of something bigger than myself, which is exactly what we do when we go into any uh, sports arena. So a, a true fan, a true fan of that sport goes there wanting to be part of something bigger than themselves. I'm going to give you a... That's a good point. I'm going to give you a word, and then you draw the analogy. Season ticket holders. <laughs> Every Sunday goers. <laughs> <laughs> He's two for two. Yeah, which, which is very true. And now, also, you talk about sports, talk about, uh, with liturgy, uh, a collection of rituals. This oh my gosh! Uh, we all have them, right? So um, uh, I, I think I think again, every true sports fan has their own ritual. They always go into the same gate. They always, you know, sit in the same area. Um, there. Hey, have you guys seen uh, Eighty for Brady yet? That no. That little soft comedy about the women who follow Tom Brady. They've no. got this ritual. They got this ritual that they do before every game, literally. Um, uh, where uh, no no no, right before the game you have to throw the you have to throw the ball of chips. Remember you dropped the bowl of chips and you were standing on the ladder. So every <laughs> before every game they go through this ritual, and then you look at the game themselves. What happens in every baseball park in America between the end of the sixth, the seventh inning, or between the the, the, the end of the first half, seventh, seventh inning stretch. In, Right, it, it's it's a ritual. It's, we do it. We expect it. We know it. We love it. It 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 pulls us in even more. That's the power of ritual. And ending is also not going to football. Nothing has more dominant ritual at a football game. University of Notre Dame, you know, before the game, oh, yeah. you, you know, talk about you know the from the uh, pregame uh, tailgating parties in front of the buildings with the hot dogs and selling food and the parties 
to even the behavior once the game moving to, towards the, toward the national anthem, repeated. Good, you know, let me ask you this. Todd, your definition of ritual. It's something that we, it's, it's, it's something that is patterned. It's something that's done the same way each time. It's, um, it's ordered. There's a certain order to it. But the power of ritual is that each time we enter into it, each time we go through it, it takes us deeper and deeper and deeper into whatever is being celebrated, right? So you think of family rituals. You think of uh, rituals between spouses. You think of rituals between very close friends. Those rituals serve to build those relationships. And, and in a sense, those rituals take us deeper and deeper and deeper into the mystery of those relationships. Ritual does the same thing in liturgy. I just thought of it. We're going to take a little break, but I just thought, you know, seventh inning stretch could be compared to the sign of peace at, mm -hmm. at Mass. Cause, <laughs> you know, people turn around, they sing together, they... They greet each other. I mean, and there's kind of a happiness. Whether you're winning or losing, mm -hmm. there's a happiness. Mm -hmm. so anyway, here's my little bit of sports. That's not Nothing. bad. Not w bad for a... WNDC, uh, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Todd Williamson, continue our discussion on sports, liturgy, parallels how we bring people together. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, confinement, or financial exploitation. With our partners at local, city, and state agencies, our trained case managers follow through on every concern that is brought to our attention in a cooperative way to ensure that our seniors are safe and protected. According to the Illinois Department on Aging, last year nearly 21,000 cases of elder abuse were reported in Illinois. Of these, only 5% were reported by seniors themselves. So raising awareness is an important part of this issue. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 800-252-8966. That's 800-252-8966. With your help, we can stop elder abuse and look out for the seniors in our lives. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, Pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. 
Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with a decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. back, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Todd Williamson, the director of the Office of Divine Worship. We're talking about liturgy and sports, I had a question, Todd. So in sports, you're looking at people on the field. There's training. They don't, they don't come without training, without practice, without skills, parallel hard that. Hard work. Yeah, hard work. Parallel that with liturgy. Oh, my gosh. Almost every liturgy is a, a rehearsal or a practice, if you will, um, in, our, in, in, our, in our Christian lives. Um, the, the things of any sport, right, speed, um, accuracy, uh, strategy, I mean, th those those things are, are, those are the things that are honed, right, for the players through, through practices, through camp, through, um, through actual playing. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in liturgy, the same thing for, for us uh, Catholics. Um, thankfulness, self-giving, um, care for those around us, those are honed when we enter into liturgy. The sport shapes the athlete. The liturgy shapes the Catholic. Mm. There, there, there's great parallels there. And I'll take it one step further. That was a great question on Mark's part. Tremendous answer, Todd. Yes. Compare now sports. Take baseball. We have spring training to get the player ready for the season, and it's a, and it's a you know five or six weeks. Compare that to our liturgical year, the whole season of Lent. Mm -hmm which is a spring training. There are cycles. There are, there are cycles to sports, just like there are cycles. So there's, um, there's this, great, this, this great kind of concept. You go up to any sports fan uh, and you ask them, hey, what season is it? And, and they'll look at you and go, what are you, an idiot? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, it's baseball season, mm -hmm. right? You go, you go up to any liturgist, you go up to any Catholic and say, hey, what season is it? 
oh, we're in the Easter season. The, the, our seasons order our time. They, they create rhythms and cycles that we live in, and liturgy does the exact same thing for us. Now, we have a question here from Laura, who wrote in uh, to uh, Michael and to uh, Brian, who happen to be also with Clinton, great sports fans. This is a great question by Laura. Are there elements of competition in liturgy that parallels elements of competition in sports? Wow. I mean, that's wow. A, that, you know, Laura, Laura, that is, that a is actually question. a... Uh, that's a dissertation that's question. That's a great question. You know, my hat's off to Laura. That's a great question. Are there elements of competition in liturgy that parallels elements of competition in sports? That's, a, I'm, I'm, that's, that's really something to think about. And that does, Okay, uh, it depends on how you look at the term competition. competition. It, I mean, because competition implies um, competition implies uh, uh, winning, and losing. Yeah, the desire to beat the other. Mm-hmm. But, but competition, you know, is competence. Comes mm-hmm. to competence, meaning I I enter into this with the fullness of uh, you know. Uh, the fullness of 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 uh, my intent in this game, or my intent in this liturgy, uh, competence. I I I enter into this knowing what I'm supposed to do, on the field or in the pew, knowing what I'm what my role is, on this team, what my role is in this liturgy. Com- competition comes from competence to 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 know to have it in your bones. Every good player has that sport in their bones. And so it's like playing with the, my, the fullness of my knowledge, my awareness, my, 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 my practice, um, and entering into the liturgy with the fullness of what I know is my role here, all for, all for the best that can happen in that game, whether, whether it's this team winning or that team winning. And in liturgy, the best of my ability to enter into this liturgy completely and to encounter Christ. Now, here's another way of looking at it, and that's a great, great uh, answer to a tremendous question, that is, when you have a stadium full, let's say, choose Wrigley Field, uh, White Sox Park, and that is, you're always going to have people in the stands who are cheering for the other team. So, for example, when the Cardinals play the Cubs at Wrigley Field, many, many Cub fans, many... Cardinal fans. Mm-hmm. When the Cubs go to uh, go to Milwaukee and play the Brewers, many Brewer fans cheering for their home team. Many Cub fans make the trip up north to Milwaukee, and it's back and forth, back and forth. But the part I'll never understand, and I'm I've always was a tremendous competitor. I had a will to win. I was never a sore loser, but a fiery competitor. But in the stands, when fights break out, because I'm wearing a White Sox jacket, someone else is wearing a Boston Red Sox jacket, and the worst, like Yankee fans, Red Sox fans, Dodger fans, San Francisco Giant fans, you know, you hear a couple of years ago after the game at uh, the I think it was at Dodgers, uh, a, four, a San Francisco Giants fan was killed in a brawl in the parking lot when Dodger fans beat up a Frisco fan mm. from San Francisco. I thought... This is this is absolutely ludicrous to have fights in the stands or in the parking lot because we're in different jackets. I mean, I get competition, but then we've lost a sense of of um, 
the reality of what this is all about. Yeah, the communal no. aspect, losing a sense of the communal aspect, of, but, of the, the, the connecting aspect. Yeah. That, but that. He, here's the subtle competition, though, liturgically. If I'm a new, I'll just play it because we're working with a young adult proposal. I'm a young adult. I come to cathedral, and I'm welcomed, and, and I feel part of, and the liturgy is, I'll say dynamic, but liturgy is in, in, involving me, including me. Engaging. Yeah. And then next week I go to Church B, and I don't see that there. And then I go to Church C, and I see some of it. But cathedral, I remember cathedral, and I belong there. That's a subtle, competitive approach to how we look at church. Uh, and, and it may not be conscious on parish parts, but but those young adults are shopping, mm -hmm. so there is a competition. Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel the exact same way when I'm at the cell. I remember Wrigley. I'd rather be there. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. just being very honest. Well, I'll give you another example. This is football. There's no greater competition than Bear fans, Packer fans. Oh my word! Oh my lord! That that takes it to a whole other level, where you have Notre Dame, Southern Cal. Uh, competition, but at the same time, we all want this sense of belonging. So when you go to Wrigley Field and people are high fiving each other at Sox Park, or you know Soldier Field for the Bears, and they're high fiving each other. There's this, this innate sense of wanting to belong. The sense of belong. We're all wearing a Bears jacket, a, a Cubs jersey, and and but and, and that's with liturgy. All are welcome. Mm -hmm. All yeah. are so. And liturgy yeah. is what the action of the people. The word Catholic means universal, welcoming all. We're actually out of time. I can't believe it's almost no, 9 o'clock. This, uh, this was fun. You know, Todd, this has been a great half fun. hour. This we'll we'll do this again. We'll yeah. do this again. And by the way, congratulations. <laughs> the Cubs are playing great ball right now. Mm -hmm. White Sox are sputtering. But want to thank in a very special way Todd Williamson, the yes. director of the Office of Divine thank Worship. Thank you very much. Todd, you've been a great guest. God bless you, your dear friend. Keep up the great work. Special thanks also to Mark Teresi. Mark, you held your own very <laughs> no, well in the area sports, of sports. I can't believe it. I was it. surprised. <laughs> and a very special thank you to Michael May and Brian Hockey Hitman Brock for their great work. To all our listeners, God bless and have a wonderful week and weekend coming up. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. <laughs>